What's up, family? It's the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you yet again for another episode of No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Let's get into it, family. How's everybody doing out there this fine Monday? I'm all right. I can honestly say I'm all right. I was uh, having a moment of thinking back in my life of just different things that I've walked out, uh, both good and bad and ugly and great, right? And I had to really just be in a place of gratefulness. And I'm actually in a space where peace is not optional. I posted that recently um, because it isn't. I've realized that I had some connections. I had some decisions that I had to make to prevent myself from being in a constant state of anxiety, worry, doubt, um, just just unnecessary stuff, if you will, when it comes to living in, in a life of peace. And peace is a choice. Peace is a choice. It's not a place. It truly is a choice. It's within the person and you have control of it every single day. Now, you may not think you do, depending on the situations that you're dealing with and the things that are going on, but you absolutely do. You absolutely have the control to maintain your peace. It does require a level of focus. It requires a level of fortitude and it requires a level of mental toughness. This is something that I'm going to be spending some time in this month. Uh, I'm excited about it, guys, because my sons are going to be joining me uh, this month as well. So July is going to be fun. It's kind of like the kickoff going into August. Um, August, just so you know, I'm going to dedicate to things that um, our kids deal with, things our kids need to be better equipped to handle. So from sex to bullying to uh, self-esteem, all these things that um, attack our children that we need to talk about. And I and I hope that what I've learned and the things that I've uh, been able to take in from others that you are able to take it. And for those of you who have children, you are able to pour that into your children and help them stand strong because the fight is real, right? And so we want them to be strong and equipped to handle this world. And the best way to handle it is when you are mentally tough. And so, um, like I said, I've just been staying in a place of gratefulness. And I've realized, and it may sound cliche to many of you, and it just depends on, you know, how your Instagram, your Facebook looks when you're scrolling. If you see people say, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. But here's the thing. It's easy to be grateful when life is great. Let's just be real. Um, if you've got lots of money in the bank and you're, you're doing big things and life is just moving in a direction that just feels good, it's easy to be grateful. I'm not talking about that time. I'm talking about when life sucks. Can I say that for you? When life is just flat out sucky, you hate it. And and let's go even deeper. You don't even want to be here. You're at a point where you're just like, you know what? If I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm, I'm not going to take my life. But if I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm good. Like, I'm good on this, right? And that happens. Let's be real that it happens. And so I really want to talk about what it is to stay in a peaceful state of mind, mentally tough, right? But also to be grateful when it's not easy to be grateful. I'll give you an example. Um, you guys heard me talk about uh, last week about the, um, the, the trials, trials, if you will, that I've been having with my health. And it's really one of those things, if you looked at me, and for those of you who follow me currently, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't look like a person who's struggling in the areas of her health, right? Whatever that looks like to you. But there's a lot of people who walk around looking like they're great, but in t- inside, they're dying. This is how you have individuals who commit suicide that you had no clue they were on that that space or they were in that space or they were in that place. You didn't even have a clue. And some of them are like right, like 
right in your bed, if you will. Um, and you don't know. And it just comes down to people get good at covering up. People get good at putting on a face. And if you if we really get real about what social media allows us to do is put on faces, right? And even when we do share our sorrow, we share it in a way, I lost my mom or my father today. You know, it's rough, right? And that's a real thing. But can I say sometimes I believe we share it so that we get the attention that we're starving for? And I know that may sound really tough and that may sound inconsiderate or mean, however, but I've seen it and I wouldn't speak on it if I didn't, if I hadn't seen it or experienced it. And so I really want to talk about a dark place versus a dark moment, because all of us have a choice to be in a dark place or choose to see it as a dark moment and let's move forward. And how you do that is determined by how you are in your mind. And so if there's anything that can attack you the hardest and keep you in a place of stagnation, it is when you tell yourself that you're no good. When you tell yourself this is never going to change. When you tell yourself that I'm not going to move out of this place. That's when you become in a dark place that ultimately can overtake you and ultimately you end up in places of suicide and whatnot, right? It's so important. It's so important that you get to a place where you can be grateful for every little thing that is right in your life. So if I think about myself, right, the dark moments that I've had in my life and have I had dark places? Yes. When I went through my divorce and we've talked about this, that was a dark place because I had to make the decision. I made the decision to get the divorce. My ex-husband did not do that. He didn't want it. I made that decision. And in making that decision, I had to give up in that moment the idea and the goal that I had that I was going to be married 50 something years and my sons were going to be able to say my parents have been married 50 something years, right? That was my goal because no one in my family that I was around, no one that I knew since I've been alive had a marriage that stayed that long. And so that was my goal. And that goal was going away, at least through him. And let's be real, guys, I'm 42 years old now. 50 years mean I'm going to be like 92, and I ain't saying I'm going to not live to 92, but I kind of need him to show what he's going to do right now. And I wish I could see the Italian stallion. He's not talking today. He kind of looked up because, as you guys know, Mr., I have a Mr., um, and Mr.'s great. And one day he's shaking his head. <laughs> I love it. I, I love our relationship. <laughs> but uh, whenever and however the Lord uh, desires for me and Mr. to move, you know, you guys will be the first to know because you're my family. And, and uh, but uh, how you find out will be very interesting. But uh, I digress. So dark places versus dark moments. And so that dark place was the fact that I gave up a goal. I, I I consciously gave up a goal of having that 50 year strong marriage because I just knew that we weren't right for each other. And it was tough. And everything in it thereafter, from losing my house to going into bankruptcy, you know, I, I went through financial hell, guys. Like every mark you can imagine on my credit was there, right? And can you imagine seeing your credit report month after month, year after year, and you're trying to change and you're trying to get it right, right? And you're trying to do it without the assistance of, say, credit repair folks, because nothing against you all that, that do it. Please hear me. Nothing against what you're doing because I know you can help people. But if the person has not learned financial um, tips and are not really sound in their financial habits, they're going to be right back where they were. And are you really helping them? No. In my opinion, you are not. You're just helping them get rid of something for a temporary moment. But guys, I got to be real. When it comes to credit, 
they'll put it back on there. It's just a matter of time. So if you still owe the debt, it'll show up again. In, in, in the worst way, you're trying to get a house, you got that 750 credit score, and then all of a sudden that that collection that you got removed by your credit re- repair friend shows up right when you're ready to start putting a bid in on a house and takes your stuff down to 600. It's happened. <laughs> so what am I saying? If you don't have the right habits, if you don't have the right principles in you, those dark place moments, excuse me, will turn into dark places because you haven't developed, you haven't matured in ways that you need to fight the battles when they come. So how do you really identify you're in a dark place versus a dark moment? Now, I have to tell you, do not allow people to feed the dark place. That's how it becomes a place is because you're in a space, you're in a mindset and everyone that's around you says, man, for example, when I went through my divorce, I removed anyone that kept feeding. Well, girl, what you going to do? Like, you better get that child support. You better do this. You better do that. He ain't allowed to just walk away and leave you with these kids and this, that, and the other. Okay. First of all, he's not walking away. I'm the one who wants to divorce. He doesn't. I'm the one who's going for it. Okay. He doesn't want to leave, but I know that this is not going to work for us. So already wrong. We're already in the wrong direction, but what are they doing? They're feeding everything that's negative and everything you've seen in divorce, right? I don't call him my baby daddy for a reason. I don't like the way it sounds. It's of a negative connotation that I don't care to attach to his name because at the end of the day, he's still the father of my sons. And when I look at them, I see him. There are certain traits and habits that they have that are from him. So to deny him is to deny them. That's non-negotiable for me, right? And so that's, again, how you move from this is a moment to a place because what I could have done Staying in that space, in that headspace of life is horrible. He's left me with these kids and now I have all this responsibility financially and I have all this to do and I'm doing all my myself and he's the one who brought me to Texas. I was in Michigan. I was trying to go to New York. Now I'm stuck in Texas. I don't even really like Texas. And you know, what happens? You start to live in a place of negativity. And then what do you do? You find others to help feed it because that's where your head is. So you continue to stay in the place and feed what is wrong in your life. How do you identify it as a moment though? Because you say, this sucks, identify it. It is what it is. Yeah, it wasn't fun going through divorce, guys. No, it was not fun going through financial hell at all, at all. The embarrassment, the shame, and and just the fight it was to get back to a place where I could feel good about my credit, my finances, and what I, where I was going in life. It took a fight. So what did I have to do? The house that I was in at the time, you know what? We're here now. We have a roof over our head. We're not homeless. I'm thankful for that. I know many of single mothers. I know many of divorced families, single fathers, period, that have ended up in shelters because of their financial ruin. And that's a very real thing. I know plenty of single parents who are fighting day to day to keep food on the table. That's a very real thing. That has never been my story. And I'll tell you why it's never been my story, because I've never focused on what was wrong. I focused on where I wanted to be. So if my sons needed something, I figured it out. And guess what? Even if I had to ask in a moment, that's where pride will kill you. And that's biblical. Pride comes before fall. If your pride is too high, I'm not asking anybody for anything because that's just that. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's also why you're in a consistent state of, of shame and depression because you won't ask for help. And I'm not saying from a financial place. I'm saying even if it's just someone saying, hey, this is what I did. Maybe you should give it a try. They're offering knowledge. They're offering you wisdom. And all that getting, this is scripture as well, and all that getting, get understanding. Protect wisdom. 
if someone's offering you a, a way out, why would you choose to stay in the dark place if they're offering you a way out? But again, you have to have the mindset of where you're going. This goes back to our other episode of expectation. Where do you see your life? Do you see this as it? Because that's what it will be. If any of you seen um, the movie Pursuit of Happiness, it's a great example. The man's wife left. She said she couldn't do it anymore. This man did an internship, internship as old as he was, unpaid, had a son that he had to take care of, homeless, but is now a multimillionaire because what he saw, if I could just get on the other side of this, this will be what our life will be like. And he taught his son mental toughness because what else would his son think? And even told his son in the movie anyway, told his son, you have a dream, protect it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it, even me. So again, are you allowing people to feed that dark place so that you stay in the place? Because I'm going to be honest, you got some people right now in your camp that are cool with the fact that you're not progressing because they're a little jealous and they want you to stay in the space that you all are comfortable and you're all the same. Because then it becomes, well, why was Cole able to elevate and you were hanging out pretty tight with Cole? Why aren't you elevating, right? Then the light becomes on them in the way of, well, what's wrong with you? So, no, I want to keep you in a space where we're all in the same space of where I'm comfortable. And that's a, that should be a non-negotiable when it comes to where you see your life. So the dark moments, you say, I'm grateful that I'm not homeless, if that's your story. I'm grateful that I was able to eat today. I'm grateful I have clothes on my back. It may not be the clothes that I see for myself, but I'm going to get there just right now. Hey, look, I can work with what I work with. I'm grateful for the friends that let me crash on their couch when I needed it. I'm grateful for, Italian Stanley looks up at me like, that was me. Yes, it was. I, I'm grateful for those individuals who offered me money when they knew it was tight and I wasn't going to say anything, right? Those people who recognized the need and they just stepped up with me not having to ask them for anything. These are things that you need to focus on when you are in those moments because dark moments will come. Please believe it. Life is life. Death happens. Financial strain happens, but it is how you choose to bounce back as to how you are able to move up, move forward. Les Brown says this, and I think it's awesome. Uh, I'm probably not going to say it exactly as he does, but big fan of Les Brown. He says, if you are laying on your back and you can look up, then you can get up. <laughs> and it's very true. If you can look up, then you can get up, meaning you're still alive and you can still move forward. So you have to be able to recognize when you are in a dark place. And then you have to move out of that place and move it into a moment. Because if you look at it as a moment, that means it'll pass. It will pass. And so the scripture I have for you is, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. That means keep looking ahead. Keep looking towards. In my case, what, I, what I'm impressing upon you is keep seeking God, asking God, what, what is this? How do I grow from this? How do I get strengthened? How do I get better? Right? How do I elevate? And then the scripture continues where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Meaning, set your mind on the things that are going to take you forward, that elevate you, move you in the direction that you have been called and created to be. Don't set your mind on the things that are wrong in your life because you'll stay in that space. That's from Colossians, the third chapter, and that's one through two, verses one through two. So definitely meditate on that. And also, I want you to keep in mind that you have to be aggressive about moving from a dark place into a moment, into a positive light again. If you are passive, it's lazy. That's laziness. Being passive is what keeps you in poverty. Being passive is what makes a person foolish. Being passive, quite frankly, is ungodly. I said it. Because being passive is irresponsible. If you're just like 
it's whatever will be. K Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be. Uh-uh. No, I don't live in that space. No, I want this to happen. I'm doing X, Y, Z to see this happen. I don't like being in this space of not having enough money. Therefore, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to grind. I'm going to work two jobs if I have to, if I'm able. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to put pride aside and get where I need to go. It's not okay to just say, well, life just life just happens. So no, that's lazy. And that's why you have what I call a poverty mindset. And this may be a little tough and it may sound a little harsh the way I'm coming at you, but here's why. If you don't get aggressive about what you want to see in your life, if you don't want to get aggressive about your accomplishments, they're not going to come to pass. So just remember this. A dark place is a physical environment, a way for admission or transit and atmosphere. In other words, it's a space where you continue to allow people to come and go and keep you in a depressed and and regretful, shameful place. Versus a moment is a comparatively brief period of time, meaning it will pass. My question is, where are you? Are you in a place or are you in a moment and you're recognizing that this is a brief period in time that just sucks, but I'm going to get out of it. You have to tell yourself, I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to leave you with this. My son, um, and I think I've talked about this before. My son um, struggles in the area of reading comprehension. But what I love about it, and and this is my oldest, and he won't mind you telling telling you that because we're going to talk about it when he comes on the show. But The thing that I love about my son, we have these um, standardized tests. And if you've heard me talk about it, you know, I'm not a fan of these things. I quite honestly, I don't use hate often, but in this case, I do hate them because it says if you don't fit in the box, then you're, you're not, um, you're not up to code. Something's wrong with you, which is absolutely incorrect. I hope all of you continue to step outside the box and obliterate whatever box someone tries to put you in. And I, I preach that at home to my sons. So we have what's called the STAR here, um, which is a standardized standardized test that they take every year uh, as we get close to the end of the school year. It's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure that they put on the kids, you know, pass and, you know, the politics behind it. You, you have like really high scores and your district does really well. It makes your district look great. You know, whatever. We're not going to go there. So my son um, has struggled to pass this since the third grade and he does get assistance. Um, he is part of a program that allows him to get extra help or even certain uh, techniques are available for him when he does take the test. And we just, we just haven't hit the mark yet. He's gotten closer and closer and closer, but we just haven't hit the mark. And it's always reading. It's the math he's he's good in. So this last time, and every time it comes up, I have this level of anxiety that hits me because I just don't want him to keep having to deal with it. It's like he's been dealing with it since the third grade. Can we just get past this moment, right? And so it happened again. He missed it by a few marks. And I had to tell him because of course the email comes to me and all this fun stuff. And I'm just like, oh, like I'm, my tears are welling up in my eyes. I just don't want my son to keep fighting this battle. I'm ready for him to get past it. And so I tell him and he's like, all right, so what I got to do? And in that moment, can I tell you in my heart, I said, I got to talk to him because I just not like I'm making sure he's okay. I want to know what's inside of his head when these things happen. So we're driving one day, um, taking them to their dads. And I said, son, can I ask you something like, you know, what do you think when you go through these tests and they don't go as you plan? I said, you know, how, how do you how do you keep fighting? He said, well, mom, I, I know that eventually I'm going to pass right there. Like even that alone, I was ready to cry because I was just like, oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. You said that. Like, I know eventually I'm going to pass. Right. And when he said that, I said, that's good, son. I, I love that you said that. And I don't want you to lose that in life, period, because life will hit you. This is nothing. Honestly, you're right. This is going to pass regardless. You're going to graduate high school, go on college or be a pro baseball player. That's his his desire. Whatever way God des- desires for your life to go, it's going to happen, right? But the fact that you can say, 
I know I'm going to pass. It's just, you know, I, I just get mad. Like, like I said, he identifies in that moment. I don't like this. This is not cool. He, he, he works within, within his emotions and, and just deals with it in that moment, but then says, all right, so what I got to do now? It's like, he's just on to the next. Let's keep it moving. So he doesn't stay in a place of belief that I'm never going to pass. And he told me his mother, I know I'm going to pass. It's just a matter of when. I, d- I just know I'm going to pass. So I just keep it moving. And that has been his posture since the third grade. All he asked, and when he found out he didn't pass, he said, so I go to summer school, mom. I said, no, and let me tell you why, son. Because your grades, and as opposed to this test, your grades say you get it. He's an AB student. So his grades are like making this test look stupid. Like, uh, it doesn't correlate, right? But, um, and his behavior, he's a good kid. Both of my sons, and I don't say that because they're my sons. I'm, I, I hear it from other people. Um, that this was our first year in the district, uh, the new school district, and all I kept getting, I was hardly up at the school like like to know my name per se. I was there, but not like that. And every time I would come up there, you're TJ, mom, uh, Sean's mom. And I'm like, yeah. And like, you're, those are good kids. I love your boys, right? And so when the time came, because his posture, because of his grades and, and where he's persevered in other areas, that test meant nothing. Let that be your story. That regardless of what life may hit you with, because of what you've been able to do years prior, months prior, days prior even, because of that, you have that to reflect on and know this is not that. I'm not going to stay here. Let me just do what I need to do, get through and get to the other side because I have a goal. I have a plan. So family, again, dark place versus dark moment. Understand if you're in a dark place, you can get out, make it a moment, a brief period in time that you're going to move through and get to the other side. I'm going to leave you with this scripture, Luke chapter 12, uh, verse 34. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, whatever you hold in your heart, whatever you believe in your heart, that's what will be. So believe the best, know the best, be grateful for the things you do have and that are right in your life. If you're dealing with a dark time, know that it's a dark time it is not a place you can move through. So family, we can continue this conversation and you already know what time it is. Get on the Facebook and Instagram. No ordinary church girl. No special spelling or nothing. Just what it is. No ordinary church girl. Be sure to connect with me. Drop a DM. Uh, Let me know what you're thinking. Be sure wherever you listen to podcasts that you drop a review. Let us know what you're thinking. The good, the bad, the ugly. I receive it all because again, I have thick skin and I want to get better to serve you. So again, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest to God's best. Let's make it do what it do, family. Love you. Love you.